last week I went over this and I'm going to go over it real quick again. Um, and the first one was if you if you take a notes, write it down, or if you already got them, circle it. But was the relational prosperity aspect? And I'm talking about I'm not talking about in this season. I'm talking about this has been the deal since we started our local assembly. I think it's magnified in this season, which shows us um, what's ahead that the enemy's trying to stop. And this relational prosperity piece with marriage, with family, with friendships, it seems like it's, there's a constant attack from the enemy on that to keep us from walking relationally as God will call us, cause us to walk. You know, even in marriages, with the grace of marriage that's on our church and family, seemingly there is, there is never a season where there is not someone that's under attack in their marriage. And you see it, you hear it, um, even right now. Um, but we're not moved by that. And that's not just a statement. It's not just a church saying you cannot be moved by that. You got to be moved by the word of God and that alone. So when it comes to family, even, and then certain friendships, you know, offenses and insecurities and rejections that causes that are usually the root of these attacks when it comes to family. It's, it's one thing um, when you are buddies with people and you're growing even with your spouse and things like that, and you have come to learn their character. Um, character is what you've come to expect from a person. Write that down. Character is what you have come to expect from a person. And so when people do things that are out of character, um, you got to realize that there is a bigger thing at stake, that there is a devil we got to fight here because I've come to know this of this person, my spouse, my friend, my buddy, my fellow greeter, a fellow usher, and now they are acting out of that character or they've done some out of that character. you got to realize in all of these attacks, there's a devil to fight. Can you say that? Say there's a devil to fight. And then the passion prosperity piece, which I told you was uncontrolled appetites and desires. And we're going to talk a little bit about through that today, uh, whether it's lust or addiction or strongholds or sexual identity or um, sexual behavior, alcohol, drugs, whatever it is, it, it comes to attack um, how we know we should be living or how we have been living or how we have been walking. It's an attack of the enemy. I said it's an attack of the enemy. How do you go from putting some down to picking it back up? How do you go from acting one way to acting another? Because it is an attack of the enemy on your walk with the Lord. And we can talk about how you get there um, um, because we have some responsibility in that as well. Um, and then the third was our financial prosperity, which people are, we talked about this yesterday, just another um, God-filled men's session yesterday. And we talked around the whole financial piece um, and people just don't have enough. People are toiling and struggling and trying to make ends meet. And it's not that I just had a bad um, July. It's been like this for three years. Uh, that's an attack on God's plan to prosper you. And those three attacks, I believe, have been just, just, just like an Achilles heel in our church for some time. It's, 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 I, think, I think it's, it's assaults that's been assigned to this house. 
um, and, and above just saying that's an attack, we got to realize that there is a devil to fight. We, we, we can't get so caught up in fighting each other and being mad with one another and angry with one another and putting one another out. We got to understand there is a bigger thing here. There's an enemy um, that's coming to take you off course individually and us corporately and tell your neighbor, say, we ain't having that. Tell him, say, we not having Tell him again, say, we ain't having that. Okay, in First Thessalonians chapter number five, let's go through this. I don't have much time at all. They say I have four minutes. That's what it's doing. Three minutes now, fifty-seven seconds. Um, um, in First Thessalonians <clears throat> chapter five, verse twenty-three, and we're talking about this. And I, and I, I got four minutes, but I need to finish this today. Um, defeating the human soul. And so now, verse 23, may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole, say whole, say whole, say it real loud. Spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Your whole spirit, soul, and body. If there is anything that can stop us from closing the gap um, on how we are living and how God intended for us to live, it would be our soul. We have to continually say the word continually because some of you have heard this before. You think, oh, I heard that once before. Um, we talked about this three years ago, but this soul thing is something you got to continually address. You got to continually address your soul because I told you um, we are spirit. We possess a soul and we live in a body. And, and when you became born again and you gave Jesus your heart, said, come into my life, you were instantly made brand new. Your spirit was. You, your spirit is heaven ready. It, it, if you were to take off this shell and could see it, it actually looks just like God. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature or a species of being. You're brand spanking new. Your spirit, but your soul was not a part of that. Your spirit went through this whole um, ordeal with Jesus and your soul was not over there in that process. So your thinking and your choosing and your feeling and your emotions and your intellect and your all that stuff was not affected um, um, by that born again experience. So your spirit is is flawless. It is mature. Um, 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 it wants to please God. Your soul, on the other hand, is not mature. It is It is not flawless. Listen to this, but it can be. We can train our souls to the point where it lines up with, with, with our spirits and produces what we want. The reason we're not producing what we want is because our soul and our spirit are at constant battle with one another. And I ain't just talking about sin as we would list out our sins. I'm talking about even when it comes to being whole in your body. If, 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 if your born again spirit is brand new, which means in your spirit there is no illness, there is no sickness, there is no diabetes. Um, but if your soul don't agree with your spirit, it's going to manifest whatever this thing is they're trying to put on you. So if your spirit says, no, I'm whole, I'm healed, and your soul says, yep, we are, then your body produces healing. But if your spirit says, yes, I'm whole and I'm healed, and your body says, no, I got a cold, no, diabetes running my family, then your body produces what you've just released from your soul. 
And so I'm talking about uh, aligning our soul with our spirit to produce everything God intended for us to produce. It's, it's, it's more than just because I want to stop cussing or I want to stop doing that. It's everything that pertains to life and godliness. Can you say everything? everything. And, 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 and so, so go to Romans chapter number seven. Romans chapter number seven. Because Paul talks about this in Romans chapter number seven. How many of y'all understand what I brought out last week? The difference between the soul and your spirit. One of the things that someone asked me afterwards, they said, well, pastor, I thought that my body um, and my flesh were the same. Your, your, listen, your flesh is not your body. Your flesh comes in line with your soul. It's in the soulless realm. Your body is just a shell. It's just waiting on instructions of what to do. It's, it's neutral. It's, it's kind of like R. Kelly said. He says, my, my mind is telling me what? But my body is telling me that's a lie. Because your body ain't telling you nothing. Your body is waiting on instructions from your soul. Your soul, you can write it down in your notes, um, you, you, can, you can define it as your, your flesh, as your unrenewed soul. Write that down. It's your unrenewed soul. It's not your body. So your body can't tell you what to do. My body told me to go get some, some more pizza. No, it did not. Your soul said, your spirit said you had enough. Your body says, give me two more slices. <laughs> your soul said, give me two more slices. And your body said, okay, let's have it. That's exactly how it happens. But if your soul says, your spirit says, we've had enough, and your soul says, we sure have, your body says, no more pizza. Y'all quiet. And look at Romans chapter number seven. I'm going kind of quick because I don't have a lot of time to kind of walk through as we've walked through. Um, but where I got you in Romans, go, go, to, go to John first. Go to John 6 first. John 6, 63, because I want to show you this first. Because your soul, your flesh will always kick against the will of God. That's why, we're, we, that's why we can't trust it. John 6, 63 says it is the spirit that quickened it. And the flesh, your unrenewed soul, profits nothing. Say it profits nothing. Go to Romans chapter 7, verse 18. It says, for I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. In my unrenewed soul, my unrenewed soul wants to do the opposite of what my spirit wants to do. So in that, there is no good thing. Go to Romans chapter 8, verse number 6. I'm going quick, jot it down. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace, because the carnal mind is hostile against God. It is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh, they that operate according to their unrenewed soul cannot please God in that. Go to Romans chapter seven. Come on, I know we're going quick. Look at verse number 18. Paul explains um, the battle that rages. Listen to this word continually. Continually. Even in the most spiritual mature people, it says verse 18, for I know that in me, that is in my flesh or the unrenewed soul, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, 
But now underline this part. We got to talk about this part today. But how to perform that which is good, I find not. How to do what I know to do, I find not. This is what Paul said. We're going to walk through it. For the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. Now, if I do that, I would not. It is not more that I that I do it, but sin that dwelleth in Paul, this sounds like a tongue twister, Jack. It says, I find then a law, verse 21, that when I would do good, evil is present with me. Now, 22 points out, because you get teachings that Paul wasn't um, um, renewed when he wrote this. And then some says um, he was. But this last verse 22 kind of points it out. Look at verse number 22. It, it says, but I delight in the law of God after the inward man. So my spirit, which has been made new, wants to do what's right. It joyfully concurs with the law of God. It wants to do what God wants me to do. But now look at this in the New Living Translation, because this King James kind of gets you caught up and you read it and don't even know what you just read. Because how many of y'all know we just read with with the do nots and the I do and nothing to it? And y'all were saying, amen, but you didn't even know what you was like, well... (laughs) And I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature, in the flesh, the unrenewed soul. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, I am not really the one doing wrong. It is, it is sin living in me that does it, meaning, meaning I've not renewed my soul to the point that, that it keeps producing like I just showed you. Um, things I don't want it to produce because my spirit I just told you joyfully concurs with the law of God look at verse 21 I have discovered this principle of life that when I want to do what is right I inevitably do what is wrong verse 22 um, I love God's law with all my heart so I want to do what is right but I I, I don't know how to do that because I've not yet addressed or if I have I'm not continually addressing this soul area you got to continually address that. So how do we address this soul so the soul doesn't continually harass us and, and cause our life to be unraveled? Go to James chapter 1. Because there is no soul transformation, write this down, without the word. You can sing about it. We can shout about it. We can wear T-shirts about it. You can even go through deliverance process and still get up and have to do some things with this word. I promise you. I promise you there is a responsibility that we have as believers in addressing our soul. I wish it was that easy. I wish it was Pastor Kelly that we just got saved and our our spirits are brand new and our souls are good and we just hang out down here and go to Oberweiss so Jesus come back and get us. I wish it was that easy. I wish it was. How many of you have issues with your soul every day? Oh, y'all, all all y'all, okay. No, for real, because that's just what it is. Whether it's with your wife or your coworker or with yourself, sometimes it's just, you, you, this this thing has to be has to be dealt with by the word of God, and it's continually. I wish we could say one scripture and we're done. I got say I went to church. They taught on the soul, and I quoted this scripture. They laid hands on me, and I've been good ever since. I wish it was that easy. 
That would be ideal, wouldn't it? But, but I have a responsibility to daily walk in the word. Said daily walk in the word. And allow that word to transform my thinking, my choosing, my feeling, all of that. Because if, if the soul is where your choosing comes from, then, then how many bad decisions have we made if that thing wasn't renewed? Some of us are sitting next to bad decisions because our soul... I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm telling you what the deal is. Now look, look, look at James chapter one, James chapter one, verse 23. And I'm out of time. I'm going to read this for if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer is like unto a man beholding his natural face in the glass for he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forget it. What manner of man he was. You see this in the morning when you get dressed. How many of y'all got mirrors in your house? Raise your hand. You got mirrors in your house. How many of y'all got dressed this morning and looked in that mirror more than once? More than twice. How many of y'all got a mirror in your purse? You've been looking since you've been here. You... <laughs> because naturally you go to that mirror and, and you comb this side of your hair and you do this and you go put, get your shoes and you come back to make sure this side of the hair is still laying there and, and you're continually trying to get yourself right in this mirror because you, cause, cause you forgot or act like you forgot what you just saw when you were just in there a minute ago. I mean, you ain't done nothing different, but you come back to look in the same mirror. Look at verse 25. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, the word, Whoever looks into the mirror of the word, look, look, and continue it therein. It's a continual dealing with this. He being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man should be blessed. So what we need to do is the word shows us a reflection of the spirit guy. Spirit, soul, body. When you look in the word, the word shows us exactly the reflection of the spirit guy. If you continually look in there, it said continually, and do it, and do it. So your soul, come here, come here, um, where my tall guy is at? Come here. Alfie had to go to work because I need an extra tall guy. I didn't bring those things out again. Come on, wait. Um, go get them off my desk, man. You know my desk here, right? Get those those signs off my desk. Okay, so so who was who was the spirit man last week? Al. Okay, so you spirit man this week. You you can handle that. Okay. What, who were you last week? You was a soul. You 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 better this week. You, okay. The body's better. Okay. See that that's a great thing because even in this example, um, he came up. He had a little, little thing going on here last week. You know, little, little hip somewhat, you know, what she's had, um, little knee. Um, but, but this guy ain't got nothing wrong with his knee. Your spirit is perfect. This guy here, if he tripping, he going to say, yeah, man, something wrong with our knee. But if this guy lines up with this guy and says, no, our knee is good, and this guy gets to walk pain-free. That's just how it works. So, body, 
you neutral, so go over there. So, the, when you look in the word, this guy sees exactly how he should be through the word of God. Okay? You got a responsibility now. You got to get that same mirror and you got to look in there so you can line up with that guy. If not, you're going to keep going back looking. But you don't have to do that if you just look and do. Look and do. Look and do. The more you look and do, this guy lines up with that guy. Now, once y'all line up, come on, come on, come on in front of him. Come on in front of him. Once y'all line up, y'all like this, Jack. Now, all you got to do now is feed instructions to this guy over here. Whatever you feed him, that's what he's going to do. What has been happening is go over there with, you got, you got, you got spirit way over there, going way over there, and you got this guy way over here just kind of doing his own thing and not even trying to line up with that guy over there. But if you look into the perfect law of the word and continually do it, the mirror of the word, the mirror of the word, God will establish all of this in this. So although this thing is not um, perfect and it's not and, 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 and it's tripping, you can you can you can train this. You can train your thinking, you can train your choosing, you can train your feeling, you can train all of that. But here's how we've been trying to train it by coming up for prayer, by begging God, by pleading with God to help us. And he says, no, look into the perfect law of liberty because go to go to Proverbs. Stay right here. Go to Proverbs. I'm going to show you this one. Go to go to go to Psalms first. Go to Psalms first 19. Because if if we keep trying to address this guy without the word, it's not going to be good. And and notice notice. James says, continue therein. Again, it's not a one-time thing. It's not a, I address my soul, I'm good. No, it's not. Continually. Continually training that. Because I've learned, the minute you ease up, the, the minute you ease up, oh, he's waiting, Jack. It's kind of like I was, you know, I've been watching a long time, where, where Juanita got this thing called No More Sheets, right? And she says some key in there, it's just stuck out. She says, what you did to get here, you got to do to stay here. So you can't build all this up and, and work the word and then say, I'm good and hang it all up and then just go live. Enemy waiting, Jack. Paul says this to the most spiritual and mature people. He says, listen, my inward man wants to do what's right, but all this here keeps coming at me. And if I don't get the, the spirit of God, the word of God, I'm not going to make it. I'm going to keep tripping up. And so religion has told us just come and get prayer and that's a part of it. But when I go home, I got to identify what my area of deficiency and weakness is and then get the law of liberty and look in it so I can train this guy so he don't keep falling to that. Or else I will, you will over time. Especially if you just come in and do in church and we all have learned how to come and do church Minus God. So look at Psalms. Look at Psalms. Um, Psalms 19. Look at verse 7. This is strong. It says the law of the Lord is perfect. What's the law of the Lord? What's the law of the Lord? The word. 
It's perfect. That's why he says, I will continually perfect that which concerns you. But you have a responsibility in that. Not, Lord, perfect me. I got a part to play in that perfecting. Right? I got a part to play in that. God just, you ain't perfect yet. What are you doing? So the, the law of the Lord is perfect. Look at what it does. It does what? Converting. What does converting mean? Changing the soul. Because everything you, you, I don't care if you say 30 years, everything you used to do, if you even knew the soul, it's still in there. It may be hiding. It may be quiet, but it's still in there. And at the right time, at the right, you ain't smoked weed in 13 years. Now all of a sudden, No, really. No, really. You, you, we, we decided to go on the church fast, and, and you ain't had Burger King since, since 1974. Now, you got a craving for a Whopper. You should be able to watch things on TV and it not bother you. Now you watch things, you're like, wait a minute. I done flew around and got aroused watching this. What's going on? I done got hot and bothered. What's happening with this? Because you got to keep addressing this guy, man. Are you listening to me? And I think this is the answer to all of our hangups when we're dealing with our flesh. How many of y'all want to live a life of, of, of an overcoming life where things that nag at you you, 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 you know how to deal with that. Let me ask you this first. Anybody got some nagging at them? Walk with me, soul. <laughs> Raise your hand, you got some nagging at them. I don't care who you are. I don't care who you are. I got two hands up. But it, it's, it's a continual thing, man. And here's the trick of the enemy. Ain't nothing wrong with your soul. Just pray for their soul. Because I discern that you, you kind of been, you know, no, 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 no. I got enough of my own soul. My, you know, I was at the game yesterday, um, and my soul wanted to cuss. Now, you know, I, ain't, I haven't cussed since high school. Um, I didn't know how to cuss then. I was just trying to keep up, Chris. I didn't, know where to, I didn't know where to put the words and stuff, but I just, you know, because, you know, some of y'all are some good cussers, y'all. They just kind of roll, y'all. So, like y'all went to cussing class or something. We, we were out there, like, literally all day, like three baseball games. Last one ended, like, 945. We're winning by seven, seven to nothing the whole game. We got this in the bag, Jack. And they come back, tie the game. Then we have to go into overtime, and they win the game. Uh-oh. And it, not just sitting out there in the sun eating popcorn, it's raining. <laughs> London got Mac running down this side. And the And, and it's, it's not necessarily the kids, it's coaching errors. 
because the game is the game is what London it is it is it is seven to eight right and and if we just get this last out game over we win hit the ball to shortstop Jaden playing shortstop he swooped the ball throw it the first the guy great first baseman never drop a ball he drops the ball today They didn't score, so we got one more chance. So they in place, guy up the bat, right? He hit the ball, right to shortstop again. You know, we, he, my son ain't tall as you, but he jumps high. He catches the ball instant out, but they tag up and score. Tie the game. Going to overtime. Now, your shortstop been killing, Jack. Go back in the game. They put Jaden out. In center field. What are we doing? <laughs> Do you want to win the game? <laughs> and I had and and, and 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 I didn't I didn't sometimes you hear the Lord just say, Shut up. He sounded like London though, yes last night. <laughs> She's like, just calm down. It's, and I'm like, no, we gotta win this guy. But I my soul wanted to say things that I don't even normally say. Like y'all laugh. You ain't never ever been there. And it was like right here. Myself, and you got to learn how to grab yourself, pull it back in, and rely on the word. That that here's the thing: it's not that you ain't got no word. Let's get that clear. You ain't void of the word. We're just not relying on it. Just not putting weight on it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, this is not a condemning message. I'm not saying you ain't got no word in you. I'm saying we're not relying on it. You are full of the word of God. Your spirit is full. You are full. If you've been in this church, you're full of the word. But do we rely on it? When this soul tries to flare up. Because it will. It will in your house. It will in your car. It will at the baseball game. It will with your husband or with your wife. It will. It will in your flesh. It will in your loins and your growing. It will. It will try to rise up on a continual basis. And are you relying on the word of God? When God says, go over there and make it good with that sister. Are you going to rely on the word and trust the word concerning that? Or are you going to stay here? So I ain't saying nothing to her. He ain't saying nothing to him. Thus, giving into the attack on the relational prosperity. Are you listening to me? So, 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 this guy, we're going to give attention to him. We're going to flood him with the word. I, I, I said some Wednesday night in, in um, midweek, I said, let's go, on a, let's go on a word fast by feeding ourselves the word for the whole week. 
turn off music and that kind of thing and just, just play teachings and just feed your spirit the word of God. Even, listen, even if you're asleep and just let it play. You say, well, I work all day. I can't sit and listen to a series. Yes, you can. Your spirit is getting it. You ain't got to be actually watching it. Just let it play. And let it play over and over and over again. Let it play over and over. That's, that's, that's building you up. That's building you up. That's, that's, that's commending yourself to the word of his grace. That's going to build you up and give you the inheritance that this guy is already in line to get. There are so many precious, exceeding great and precious promises that come through this guy. But if this guy don't line up, we'll never get it. And this guy will be over here all by himself just waiting on either never getting instructions or getting bad instructions. Uh (laughs) Or getting bad instructions. He says, I, I, I'm, I'm going, I can't wait to the new series of whatever your favorite show is coming on. And this guy can say, for this season, this, this, let's not even watch it right now. Let's, let's, let's let God do some us in us. That ain't good for us. You said, but no, but I love that show. And this guy just waits. We're going to watch it or what? What we going to do? It, it come on at seven. What are we going to do? He's waiting on the instruction. And if this guy says, yep, let's watch the show, man. There's only 10 episodes. Then we're watching the show. If this guy said, no, we're going to chill this season and give ourselves wholly to the Lord, then this guy said, okay, we ain't going to watch the show. He ain't, ain't going to fight you. You can go whatever you say. Train him. Now, when you are training, write this down. There is intentional discomfort. When God is trying to develop you and develop this soul, that's going to that's be that's going to be intentional discomfort. It's, it's, it's meant to not feel good. It's meant to not feel good. That's how I know, um, even in life, um, you need a trainer. Because if you go by yourself, Jason, you'll stop when you feel like you want to stop. You know, I get on a treadmill um, at the place by our house, and, and I, I said it, I said it, Anissa, for 90 minutes, right? And I'm just on there. And I, and I look up, and it's been 30 minutes. I say, oh, I did yeah, good. I guess I. Yeah. <laughs> but if I had a trainer, like, ah, uh-uh. keep that going. You got, you got 60 more minutes to go. Matter of fact, speed it up. Matter of fact, hit the incline. <laughs> She's on purpose trying to cause you discomfort to get you to where you want to be. And if left to ourselves, we'll just push the button to pause. And so London come back over and say, you done? I'm like, yeah, I'm done. I did my. 30 minutes, but the thing said 90 on the thing. I was going to do something else now. I'll go do something else. And, 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 and you got to stick with it. Now, what is going to kick back? Body game, but this guy going to kick back. So, no, I don't want to do that. No, I don't want to go there. No, I don't want to pray. I don't want to go to prayer. I don't, no, I don't want to fast. I want to do all that. No, I want to do that. I don't want to do that. That's what he's going to say. That's what he's going to say. And he's going to be loud with it. And you may find somebody to agree with him. You ain't got to do that, girl. But if you look into the perfect law of the word and line these guys up, and this guy, come on. He said, man, we are the righteous of God in Christ Jesus, and sin don't have dominion over us no more. And this guy said, you absolutely right, because I've been pouring the word into this guy. He said, come on, man, let's do this together. We ain't going under no more. We ain't drinking it no more. We ain't watching it no more. We good. And your whole spirit, 
soul, and body is presented blameless before the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what we read. I, 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 if, whether I teach it again or not, you got to keep teaching yourself this and going through it. I got some notes and I got it, Pastor. I'm good. Trust me. He said, I want your whole spirit, soul, and body to be whole, to be blameless. The coming of Jesus Christ. Did y'all get that? Well, clap for you. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. I'll take those.